When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Now the 3 2 swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. So once again, it'll be a 3-2. And Holmes ready to deal. A ground ball at the third. That's the end of the game. I got to hear it now again. the 3-2 swung on. A pop foul back here. Ow! Ow! It bounces off the desk. It kind of grazes his microphone. That's John Sterling, by the way, from the Yankees. This is a... Uh, a couple of days ago, but this is a dishonorable mention from Jabroni of the Week that ended the last hour, and the ball bounces off the desk, kind of hits the microphone, and then it kind of, it didn't look like it squarely hit him, though. No. Like, it seemed like it just kind of grazed off of his forehead, and maybe receded his hairline another inch, but it didn't look like anything that was, I think the owl is just... A general response, a routine response from getting hit by anything. He is so bad at depth perception. Do you like him as a broadcaster? No. I, I've never really listened to him, no. other than I've just heard the, the Yankees win. He, he's annoying. He talks down to his counterparts. Does he? Oh. he. I, I don't know how Susan Waldman has put up with him for as long as she has in that booth. Honestly. Uh, she's got the patience of a saint for as much as her her voice can grate on my nerves because it's distinctly New York. But, you know, she's she's exceptionally patient for as uh, pompous as he is. What if the Yankees make him wear a suit and tie to broadcast on the radio? I don't believe they do. I believe that that is per his choice. <sighs> Man. Oh, I, I mean, it's the Yankees. You know, they're, they're your white collar. He is an eccentric dude. He is a very eccentric dude. But I hate wearing ties. I, I don't mind wearing a suit, but I hate wearing a tie. I'm not I'm not in the mood to get choked usually. That's why I don't like wearing ties. I got a big a bit of a bigger neck. I guess that's why I was told by uh, the last person that fitted me for a suit. Oh, your uh, your neck is bigger than uh, average. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. I guess I got to go up a shirt size. I don't know. Tailor made, whatever we have to do. Welcome back to the game. Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale, just us two today. Phone numbers, of course, 537 1350. We got, of course, number one song of the day, which is our 500th number one song of the day. We will get to it today, I promise. That's coming up 
at around 5.40. Get a little uh, Marquise Noel action in here because he got some um, advice from a basketball player that is shorter than him. <sighs> there is such a thing. All right, here we go. Troy. Oh, boy. <clears throat> your Denver Nuggets won the NBA title last night. First time ever. First mm-hmm. time ever being in the finals, period. They beat the Miami Heat in five games. And yesterday we talked about, you know, $1,100 for a game five, getting an opportunity to watch your favorite team play, but you, you know, you're all the way up there at the top. It's just basically you're there to, of course, watch the game, but you're just you're in the door because you want to be there for the moment. By the way, which I had confirmed that, yes, I would be in trouble if I spent that much money on a ticket. But it would be worth it. At the cost of my 25-year marriage? Sometimes you have to prioritize. But sometimes you got to be like, I think you'll get over it. I think you'll get over it. Next time you get to buy something really nice for yourself. And we'll call it even. All right, so Troy's a Nuggets fan. I'm not really an NBA guy, but I did tune in. And I had to watch the final moments. I wanted, I love a good celebration afterwards. Championship one, especially for a town that hasn't had it in a long time. Certainly for a franchise that's never had a title. Uh, even though I don't care at all for the Denver Nuggets or the Colorado Avalanche or the Denver Broncos. Don't care. But it's good for them. I'm, I'm happy for the Nuggets that they won an NBA championship for the first time ever. Troy spent how many years in Colorado? Close to 20. Yeah, and I'm sure during that time, you grew to be a Nuggets fan. I mean, I spent five months, six months in New York City, and just from going going to Mets games and being around the atmosphere, I'm like, man, this is this might be the best bat, uh, baseball atmosphere I've ever been a part of. I was like, you know, maybe the Mets are my NL team or something like that. Did not have that effect. The Yankees did not have that effect on me, and I went to a number of Yankees games. Wasn't the same. Uh, Mets games are a lot of fun. So game five is taking place, minutes away from a championship. Even though it was an ugly game, you could feel it coming. The Nuggets just had to grind it out. And what did Troy do? Troy went to bed before the game ended. Here's my thing. There is this thing called responsibility and an alarm that goes off at 4.30 in the morning. Troy, I did the morning show for seven years. And I'm sorry, but that is the worst excuse in the book. I cannot pull the sleep schedule that you pull. Well, you know that's I why can't. you have a split schedule. That is so al- you can go take a nap. Yeah, that it's that started part of that it. started a long time ago for for the person in that role. Yes, but I, I understand that's problematic. I given that I also utilize a sleep aid, it's not exactly a great idea for me to show up and be on the board after driving in on only five hours of sleep. It's, sleep. it's not a very healthy approach. Does a sleep aid, does it make you drowsy in the mornings? It can, yes. Hmm. Is that what led to all the Diet Coke? Uh, no, the Diet Coke was a habit before that. By the way, I need to uh, give you, um, send you to an episode of a, a podcast I like to listen to because they went on and on about how awesome Diet Coke is. I think you'd be there, preaching there to go. your choir. But I'm like, man, it's my favorite favorite basketball team. They've never won a title. Let me ask you this I, I, before I continue. Let, let's qualify that because I'm not as hardcore a well, Nuggets fan 
as I am a K State fan. Well, that's the thing. Like that's my next point. I was like, okay, if you went to bed and it's you know game five, they're about to win a championship. You're probably not that big of a fan. Like you support them, but you wouldn't call yourself a diehard fan. No, I'm not a a diehard fan. I'm thrilled for my friends that have roles related to the team or have had roles related to the team over the years. I enjoyed hearing Jason Kosminski's clip this morning when I heard it uh, replayed. I can go back and watch it midday if I want to watch any of what's left of the game and go from there. You know, keeping in mind, I had a schedule that also conflicted rather quite a bit with Nuggets games. You got to understand though how how blown away I am to hear that. I, I I understand your schedule. I know at times, and I've given you heat for this. You know, giving you a hard time about this before that you you know big games are taking place and you decide to go to sleep because you got to get up in the morning. And for the most part, most of the time, you know, ninety five percent of the time, I'm you know I I lean towards okay with it. But I'm like, man, you were a part of that area for twenty years, and that franchise was about to win their first championship. And you slept on them. You, you literally slept on the Denver Nuggets. I'm like, at the very least, you'd want to see if you won your bets. Or you just wake up in the morning and check the headlines. Wake up in the morning and check the headlines. And that's predominantly because I got used to that when my wake-up call was 3.30 in the morning. Or 3 at one point. So, yeah, I. It, it's just a matter of the way that the schedule falls and the way that I sleep versus being able to split it like you man i i got i've got to try to keep it as close to 8 hours as i can i was the opposite i never missed a game never missed a second of a k state game i don't watch the nba at all but even i was like i got to tune in and watch this and I, it was I mean, an i've ugly got a, game. i've got an easy answer to this oh my god but management doesn't want to hear it <laughs> i i remember watching that first half and who was it for the Nuggets? Was it Michael Porter Jr. that was just bricking threes? Oh, God, they were awful last night to start. And and Murray was, I mean, 20 of their first 22 they missed in terms of three-pointers for the I night. Think at the half, I think at the half the Nuggets were one for 15 from yeah. three. Oh, it was just awful. And I don't think Absolutely the Heat, awful. I don't think the Heat were much better. I mean, neither team finished better than 26% from three. I was like... I think most of the series, I mean, the over-under was like 210. And they didn't even get to 200 as a combined. It was an ugly game yeah, five. I, I, well, I had Miami for 100 last night, remember, uh, in terms of points in so I, one of my bets. So I gotta, and, yeah, yeah, that got trashed. So I got to ask, now that the NBA Finals are over, Nuggets are a champion. Listen, I was going to throw you a parade. I was going to have <laughs> Nikola Jokic, one of his brothers, call in. Right. And you guys could celebrate together, maybe play a couple of tunes in celebration. I, I was going to make it the Troy Coverdale Champion of the World segment. Ah. And then you dropped that you went to bed before the final buzzer. I was like, Troy, how could you do that to your nugs? Some of us have to deal with our health. You missed the phantom foul that everybody's talking about. They're not talking about Miami winning the championship. They're talking about the phantom foul. And I can't remember who it was on, but it was like with two and a half minutes to go, and it's a two-score game. And whoever's shooting for Miami wasn't even touched yeah. on a three-pointer. Yeah. 
Welcome to the NBA. It was brutal. Five of 28 were the Nuggets from three-point land last night. So all of 18%. And and yet they shot 45% for the game overall from the floor. So the storyline, the, the, the show we had on the storyline here was following Troy's betting on the NBA Finals. And we were doing a Troy in Vegas type of thing. Brutal, brutal, brutal. And it seemed and like brutal. you were doing all right through the first couple of games. And then like through game four, it was like, now you're in, you know, now you're losing. So yep. how did you finish? Did you finish ahead or worse? Oh, no, I finished worse because I didn't win anything last night. Not a single one out of my three that I had. So I, I fell into arrears pretty quickly. That might be karma for sleeping on the Nuggets. Yeah, probably so. Well, let's take a break. Congratulations to all the Denver Nugget fans besides Troy. Hush. On winning an NBA title. Are you going to buy a shirt or anything? Probably not. You're letting down Denver. Next time you go skiing, full price. Something... Next time you go to Casa Bonita, full, pli- oh, full price. Yeah, okay. Well, Casa Bonita is one thing. No more breaks for Troy. Skiing's not skiing's something completely off the, off the uh, wall for me. What's Paul up to? I don't know. Paul, what are you up to? Can you hear me? What are you doing? Fixing the internet, he says. Oh, yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, Marquise Noel once again in the headlines prior to the NBA draft, which is nine days away. He got some advice from a player that's shorter than him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's coming up next. Hey, you want to talk about an underrated song, Aaliyah by Donnie Iris. I don't know if it was a hit. Maybe cracked the top 40. It's a banger of a tune. Early 80s rock. A lot of it went just under the radar. Donnie Iris was one of them. Welcome back to the game. Mitch Fortner and Sleepy Troy Coverdale. What time do you typically go to bed? What's the time? Like you like, all right, it's this time. Time to hit the sack. Try for about 8 o'clock. I don't think, man, I, and I understand your situation. Are, are you typically a morning or, or a morning person or a night owl? I would prefer to be able to stay up later in the evening. Yeah. Absolutely. So you don't miss games, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You're a sports guy. Yeah, I am a, I am a night owl through and through. Like, some friends and I are going to do some gaming tonight. I have a bunch of friends that live across the country. The only time we – it's like our way of hanging out. We'll like sure. Call of Duty or something. And, and gaming is very popular these days, and everybody does it. And what? We're all in our early 30s, and so we're going to get on the 6th tonight. And, uh, man, we, we might go pretty late. 
It's just kind of one of those nights. Uh, and plus, I'm go- I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to a concert, going to see the Doobie Brothers. Anybody else going to the Doobie Brothers? Apparently, it's like a two-hour, 20-minute show. Starlight Theater, Kansas really? City. They're going to play the hits. They're going to bang out all the hits. Michael McDonald is going to be there on the cabords. <laughs> I like Michael McDonald. All right. What time does the alarm clock go off? 4.30. That's eight and a half hours. Got to have time to wind down and, and actually fall asleep. Is there a TV in the room? There is, but I never turn it on. See, that's my issue. My issue is I have to wind down as well. And having a TV in the bedroom is a good way of taking, trying to, you know, you want to go to bed when you turn that TV off and you expect to fall asleep. For me, it takes me a while to fall asleep. And that's my issue. It doesn't matter if I'm getting home at 10 o'clock, if I want to go to bed at midnight, or it's like 2 o'clock, I was out somewhere or a long road trip. I got to turn the TV on, watch a little tube before I wind down or to wind down. And the TV in the bedroom, according to a lot of smart people, is a big no-no. But sometimes the 2 a.m. episodes of Family Matters just hits the spot. It's clean living. And when you hear that theme song go off, I'm not going anywhere for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Marquis Noel back in the uh, news. This is an article that was released. Uh, let's see. This was yesterday from NBC Sports Washington. Now, Marquis Noel has visited now, according to my count, eight teams he has worked out with here in the pre-NBA draft workouts. And this was post- combine and post G League elite camp that Marquise Noel has gotten these eight invites to go work out with teams and it's a grueling schedule that he has gone through he might be still working out with other teams I just haven't caught up with the list but he has literally bounced from coast to coast and then back to the other coast and then back to the other coast and he had recently you know of course talked with uh, NBC Sports Washington after his workout And he brought up that he actually got some advice from a short player in the NBA that was in the league for like 14 years, Muggsy Bogues. And there's there's no way, there there was no chance Marquise Noel was going to be able to go through this whole pre-NBA draft process without being compared to Muggsy Bogues. Because I don't know if we've seen, if there has been, it's been very, very few a player like Marquise Noel to have this opportunity since Muggsy Bogues. Well, you know, Muggsy, though, was a first-round draft pick. But, of course, that pick goes back to the late 80s when he was picked up by uh, the Washington Bullets, the Bullets at the time. And that wasn't the only team he played for, but he had a very long NBA career. He went 14 years. His last year was 2001 with the Toronto Raptors. There's no way that Marquise Noel, who's 5'7", was going to get away through this whole thing without being compared to Muggsy Bogues. But it's, you know, it's no disrespect. I mean, Muggsy Bogues, for being 5'3", was incredibly talented. But I'll tell you this, I mean, Muggsy Bogues was no Marquise Noel in college. Not close. Marquise Noel was the point guard of the year. He was an All-American. Muggsy Bogues was not. But Muggsy still was a first-round pick, 12th overall to the Washington Bullets. 
Marquise Noel said he got advice from Muggsy Bogues. I was like, when I saw that headline, I was like, I had to click on it right away. It had to do with Marquise Noel. And I'm like, what does a short guy say to another short guy in a game where it's full of trees? And here you got a couple of dandelions. What does the veteran say to the rook? Well, here is what Marquise Noel said. He said, quote, he gave me a couple of things. The most important thing is to keep being a good person. Being a good person is so underrated, and it can get you into a lot of doors. So he was like, just keep being a good person and keep doing what you – man, that's kind of a weird quote – and keep doing what got you here because I made it thus far. Don't try to be nothing I'm not, and just continue to keep building and continue to keep growing. And when I read that, I was like, man, that was really disappointing. I was expecting like, hey, man, Michael Jordan back in the day used to call me buckwheat, shortstop, all this stuff. Used to disrespect me. And I was I was expecting like something like, you're going to get all this disrespect on the floor. They're all going to call you short. Time to show you're the biggest player in the room. You know, something that really pumps him up. Not something he heard from his kindergarten teacher. That is still really cool, though, that Marquise Noel got to have that dialogue with Muggsy Bogues. And I'm sure there was more to that conversation than just, oh, hey, man, just be a good person. For the quote and for content on the radio, that is pretty boring. But I will say, the interesting comparison here does have to do with the Washington Wizards. And from just what I've been reading, and this may mean nothing, but the Washington Wizards, from what I'd heard, have shown the most interest in Marquise Noel. And I could be wrong, this is just from what I've learned. And what's interesting is the Wizards do have a couple of late second-round picks, Could maybe the Wizards be that one team that they once believed in a short guy? And let's see, how many many years did he play for? How many years did Muggsy Bogues play for Washington? Well, it was only two seasons. Okay, well, maybe that belief didn't go as far as they wanted it to. And then he was a Hornet for darn near a decade. That was where his career really took off. But maybe they'll be that one team that believes in Marquise Noel. Maybe there'll be that one team that really believes in the kind of player he is and they'll give him an opportunity. I mean, with Marquise Noel not being graded out to be right now a draft pick, might be picked up as a free agent, maybe a two-way contract type of situation, might be best-case scenario. And keep in mind, you mentioned just two years in Washington. He was unprotected in the expansion draft, which is how he wound up with the Hornets. But I like the thought of Marquise landing there, not only from the aspect you know that you're talking about with Muggsy Bogues history, but Washington is also set up where right there in town is their G League team. It's quick. It's easy. They get you in and out. You know, depending on uh, on how things line up, you've got access to facilities that way, and that would put him in a spot where you know that the higher-ups are keeping an eye on him. If Marquis Noel 
plays one second in the league. Muxy Bogues will forever, I'm sure, forever be the shortest player to ever play in the league. Five feet, three, three inches tall. I was doing a little research on Muggsy Bogues because, again, I was never an NBA kid. Never really watched him play. His mom was 5'11". His dad was 5'5". And he ended up 5'3". Troubled. You know, a real troubled upbringing. He was hit by a straight bullet as a kid when he was five years old and hospitalized. A really rough upbringing, but he was able to battle through that and make it to his professional to the professional level of basketball. His dad was in and out of jail. His dad at one point is sentenced to 20 years for armed robbery. I mean, just a rough, rough childhood. But, man, look what he made out of himself. That's a very inspirational story, Muggsy Bogues. Very inspirational. Heck, he was in Space Jam. I'm not sure it gets better than that. (laughs) Muggsy Bogues is a really cool story. I didn't know a lot about him until I started reading about him, and that was thanks to his interaction with Marquise Noel. The NBA draft, nine days away. And fingers crossed, not one but two cats get selected. All right, Troy, the floor is yours. What would be the song maybe that other people think is odd that you believe is a jam? Okay. I could probably give you a couple answers here. Well, the easy place to start for me is wrestling themes. Like the songs that the wrestlers come out to. Sure. I mean, you know, WWE over the years, shout out to uh, Jim Johnston, had made some really awesome songs. And it's not like you're, it's not built like a typical song, like where you have verse and then chorus, verse, chorus. Like sometimes they're just instrumental, sometimes they just kind of lead off with what would be the chorus. They're not your traditional songs, but man, have they made some of the past that are real bangers, like their great workout songs. AEW has a handful of those. I really like Kenny Omega's theme song. I actually got it played at Bill Snyder Family Stadium one time, and then all of a sudden it disappeared. I don't know what happened. Got to get that fixed. Wrestling wrestling themes would definitely be one. I could, I could keep going here. Believe it or not, and I'm, I'm definitely not into this genre, but for some reason I really like the cliffhanger song from The Price is Right. You know, the cliffhanger game. The yodel? Yeah, the yodel. <laughs> it's catchy! You uh, you brought up the use of My Ding-A-Ling as, a, as a, a karaoke song. Yeah. I've been known to throw 500 miles by the Proclaimers in there. Shout out to How I Met Your Mother that brought that back around when it comes to popularity. But I think that one that would have to rank in terms of the oddities that I'll play every once in a while. Oh, yeah. This is this is used in AEW. This is uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry's theme song. Seriously. Yep. Luke Perry's son is wrestling in AEW. This is his, his song. It got a rebirth when I was in college because it was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Which, by the way, did not age well. You got to probably kill it now. Yeah. Don't want to get sued. Um, I. You know what? Also, I. You know, I like. I like fight songs. Sure. You know, I thought it was cool being at the Garden and Tennessee was there and hearing Rocky Top live. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. 
I always like Rocky Top. That would be one I think that probably catch a lot of people off guard, but you know, college college fans tend to actually enjoy fight songs. I know that there are rankings, literally, that people will argue over. Well, I remember the uh, the old NCAA football games. Included them. You know, like, Madden had a soundtrack, right? Yes. A lot of popular songs around that time, maybe maybe yep. a couple of classics thrown in there. Remember, like, when Michael Vick was on the cover of Madden? I remember that year had a great soundtrack. I think, like, Bone Crusher's Never Scared was on there. I was like, that's a, that's a great song. Got me pumped up to play some Madden. NCAA football had just fight songs. And then you really got to know the fight songs. But maybe couldn't always put a team to the fight song. And by the way, I was also... You've probably heard Wamigo's fight song a lot, calling games this past year. Okay. Because, you know, they'd run up the score right, and yeah. you know, they'd blow out teams yeah, and you hear the yeah. fight song a lot. I, I swear it, it reminds me of a college team, but I couldn't pinpoint it. Maybe somebody knows that answer. By the way, I think I forgot to give a piece of information earlier talking about Muggsy Bogues and, and Marquis Noel. Uh, I said Muggsy Bogues, shortest player to play in the league. If Marquis Noel played a second, he would be the fourth shortest player really? to play in the league at 5'7 and wow. whatever quarters. Okay. See if I can add anything to that list. I mean, I also think of like, remember those uh, Lonely Island songs? <laughs> I'm not going to bring up the titles, but if yeah. you know, you know. I'm on a boat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, I'm on a boat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That 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 falls into. But see, I've got a collection of of Doctor Demento stuff left over from the years. There was a time when it aired here in town, showing age once again. I also like, this may be not odd, but I mean, maybe for some, but I also like songs that were just made for movies, uh, like Cry a Little Sister that was made for Lost Boys. Yes. I really yeah. like that song, and it's, it is it is a bit of an odd song. Like, it wasn't a hit or anything. It was just kind of a cult classic because it was in you know the movie. Oh, yeah, in the Lost Boys, because it was such a hit of a movie. And there's a lot of great covers of that song, too. I was cracking up, actually, the other day because... The anniversary of the Goonies release was last week, and I went, soundtrack, 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 and looked it up, and you really only had one song, and Cyndi Lauper absolutely hated singing the song. By the way, fun fact, get this, 30 years ago today was the 1993 King of the Ring WWF pay-per-view, the first ever King of the Ring pay-per-view. And in one of the matches was none other than Mr. Hughes, who had a very brief run in the WWF, but he also played defensive line for the Kansas State Wildcats. Aha! Uh-huh. There you go. Fun fact. He wrestled uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, in his only pay-per-view match ever. Well, that's going to do it for the show. I'm gone tomorrow. It's going to be Troy, DG, and Trey, because I'm going to the Doobie Brothers concert. So I'll be back Thursday and Friday. We're on for a full week. Full two hours, jam-packed of greatness. But if you miss any of the show, search for The Game KMAN on wherever you listen to your podcast. We had Derek Young in the first hour. For Troy, I'm Mitch. Go Cats.